You're listening to the Food Freedom Life Podcast. My name is Brittany Allison, and I spent six plus years stuck in diet binge cycles, hating my body, and envying others who seem to have it all because I never felt enough. What I discovered in my journey to food freedom and becoming a registered dietitian is this. You can either live your life at war with your mind or learn to work in sync with it. So if you're ready to learn how to be in tune with yourself and evolve your life, welcome to the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. Happy Tuesday. Normally I post on Monday, but here in Canada, it was family day on Monday. We had a holiday, so I had a really awesome long weekend spending the time at my family's cottage with my parents and my fiance, Adrian, and our puppy, Archer. It was just a really nice time. Got outside a lot, soaked up the sun, which was so beautiful. I feel like in Toronto, it's just been dark for (laughs) months and months and months. So I'm feeling very refreshed and ready to get back at it today. And just a funny thing, if you listened to last week's episode, I noticed I was kind of listening back to a part of it and I heard Archer in the other room playing with his rubber chicken that I got him for Christmas from the dollar store. Of course, out of all of his Christmas presents, not that he got like a ton from us, but from, you know, various people, his favorite was the $4 rubber chicken from the dollar store. So (laughs) if you heard that, I hope you got a good laugh out of that. But today we are moving on to a different topic. We are talking about three reasons you're stuck in your intuitive eating journey. I hear really, really often from people that they feel they're stuck in their intuitive eating. They're not dieting per se. They haven't dieted for a really long time, but they're also not in the place of intuitive eating. They're almost somewhere in the middle and it doesn't feel good. Honestly, being in this place and not knowing the way out can feel worse than even just dieting. And that's not what we want. We want this to feel good. Intuitive eating and food freedom are supposed to feel amazing and they're supposed to feel empowering. So today's episode is going to be about helping you identify three reasons why you might be stuck and not moving forward in your intuitive eating journey. And I'm also going to give you some tips for how to move forward from those stuck points. Now, of course, there could be a lot of reasons why you could be stuck, definitely more than three. So I'm going to list out three reasons that I see people running into fairly often and why they may not be moving forward. And they might be applicable to you. You might listen and you might realize those aren't the reasons that I'm not moving forward. And if that's the case, if I don't hit the nail on the head with these, I encourage you to reach out to me, send me a message on social media. You can always, always, always DM me at the food freedom life. So if none of these examples or tips really resonate with you and you're still feeling kind of stuck, like you don't know how to move forward, or if you need some support in this journey, my inbox, my DMs are always open and I would love to hear from you and add value in any way that I can. So with that, before we talk about why you might not be moving forward in your intuitive eating journey, I wanted to give just a little bit of a preamble, maybe a little bit of a disclaimer. I remember back when I was working on healing my relationship with food, I started following a bunch of intuitive eating people and on social media, and I loved reading posts about clients and people who had made it. It felt really inspirational, but at the same time, it became really, really easy to think, well, why aren't I there yet? Or I'm never going to make it there, or I'm stagnating in my journey. And how does this person have all the secrets, right? So something that I want to just tell you if you're listening to this podcast and you're in this intuitive eating journey or you're recovering from years of diet culture or the physical, the mental, the emotional, the negative side effects of dieting and disordered eating, it takes a lot of self-compassion. It's not an easy journey. It's not something that happens overnight. It might not even be something that happens over a year or two years. Progress will be made, absolutely, but it may be slow progress. 
And you need to have that sense of giving yourself a little bit of grace and giving yourself some self-compassion, not comparing yourself to the other people that you see on social media. Because if you think about it, if you've been operating in this world of dieting and restriction and diet rules, tracking macros, counting points, living and dying by portion sizes, if that is all you have known for however many years of your life about nutrition and your own body, then it's going to take some time to unlearn all of that. It's going to take some time to unlearn everything, those methods of nutrition or dieting that you've learned and relearn about your body, how to nourish it, how to take care of it in a more positive way. Sometimes you just have to give yourself that compassion because shame is not an effective motivator. I say this all the time and I really, really need you to remember that and remind yourself about that. Nobody ever went to bed one night feeling super terrible, super guilty, shaming themselves and then woke up the next morning feeling like the best version of themselves. I really want you to think about that for a second. Have you ever been in a place of negativity or talking down to yourself or really beating yourself up? The opposite of self-compassion. Have you ever been in a scenario like that and you come out of that feeling better or feeling charged up and ready to go? I don't think so. Or if you have, it was probably a one-off. You might have come out of that space with yourself and decided to maybe start another diet or go down a negative route with nutrition and restriction and, you know, quote unquote, control yourself or control your body. But that doesn't really leave you with that positive and pure intention that you need for this intuitive eating journey. And at the end of the day, it's going to backfire and bite you in the ass. So bottom line, Even if you listen to no more of this podcast, if no more of the tips resonate with you, I really encourage you and invite you today to show yourself some compassion. Instead of beating yourself up, get curious. Shift from that place of judgment to a place of curiosity. Ask yourself, what can I learn from this scenario? Why do I think this happened? And how can I learn to better listen to nourish and fuel my body with what it needs? Not over-controlling, not obsessing, not over-analyzing, but how can I make peace with my body? Because it's always known what to do. I've just been the one in my head listening to diet culture, rather. It wasn't even really you. It's this culture that we live in. It's these messages that erode that sense of trust and ease over time. So let's get into these three reasons that I have for you. I'm going to list them and then I'm going to get into each of them. So reason number one why you might not be making progress or moving forward or why you might be stuck in your intuitive eating journey is because you are listening to too much information. Information is so powerful, but it can also be really overwhelming when you have too much of it. And I see this a lot when people come to me, but with diet information, when you have so much knowledge about food and nutrition and what to eat or not eat, and that's collected from all the diets you've ever done, it makes eating really confusing and you end up stuck. Every food decision becomes really complicated and really overwhelming. And the same thing happens with intuitive eating. If you are the type of person to, you know, try to learn everything that you possibly could about every diet that you were doing, and you were the one who was researching all of the things, and you were looking into the best way to do everything, and you were really into the nitty gritty, you might end up doing the same thing with intuitive eating too. I see people follow a million and one professionals and influencers on social media and they read the intuitive eating book and they read the fuck it diet and they fill their world with all of this really great information. But then it's like, whoa, that's a lot. I'm overwhelmed. And then they don't end up doing anything meaningful with all of that information and they become stagnant. And if you don't do anything with that information, not that that's your fault, you're overwhelmed. 
but it is kind of useless, right? Like, why are you even listening if you're not going to do anything with it? Something that I find, whether it comes to nutrition or for myself, maybe it's business personally or anything really self-development infused, I find that if I listen to too many sources of information, you know, maybe too many podcasts or I'm following too many people on social media, I'm reading too many books, and some of you might argue there's no such thing as reading too many books, but I would argue that there is. When you're consuming all of this content and all of this information, sure, you might be increasing your knowledge on a subject, which is amazing to a certain extent. And we really do need a certain amount of knowledge to help us decide what we do want from what we don't want. But I truly and honestly believe that there comes a point, there's this very fine line. And again, it's different for everybody. It's different depending on how we process things and how we take in information and all of that. But there is a point where some information becomes too much information when we're stuck in the mode of, I just need to read another book or I just need to listen to another podcast before I go out and change something about my relationship with food or my body image. If you've ever been there, I feel like this happens a lot. And with intuitive eating, I'll have conversations with people, I'll get DMs from people who are really in this information gathering stage, which I said a couple of minutes ago is important to be in for a certain amount of time because you have to know the tools to a certain extent to get to where you want to be. But there does come a point where I find people taking in information comes at the expense of them taking action. And again, I know it happens to me all the time too, because what happens if you spend the whole day, you know, watching a bunch of YouTube videos on something, for example, or you're in a class and you're taking in all this information, you're taking notes, you're doing all of the things like a good student and you make it to the end of the day and you have so many options of different things that you can do or you have so much information that you're not only exhausted from trying to learn and process all that information, but you have too many routes that you could start down. And so you're like, okay, I could start here or I could do this, but then I won't be able to do that. You kind of start these voices in the wheels in your head, they start going too fast and you become bogged down or you start trying to do too many things at one time, you become overwhelmed and you end up quitting or just becoming stagnant in it because you can't handle it. Again, not because of you, but just because it's information overload. So if this is you, if you find you're taking in too much information and instead of pushing you forward, it's keeping you in the same place that you've always been, I want you to stop. And what I mean by that is not stop following your favorite people or stop listening to podcasts or anything like that, but narrow your scope. Find a couple of people who you really, really enjoy and you trust, you like the information they provide and you get a lot of value from them. And maybe one of those people is me and I hope it is, but I encourage you to narrow your scope down to a handful of people that leave you feeling uplifted and empowered and they leave you with specific goals, action items strategies to actually move you forward and they give you that sense of clarity rather than that feeling of overwhelm so whoever those people are for you I encourage you to narrow it down to them and block out all of the other noise of all of the other information out there because if one thing is for sure there's not a lack of information out there but there's a lack of application and accountability Once you narrow it down to these people who are going to give you the best resources or the resources that resonate the most with you, that's when you can really start to take that knowledge and put it into action instead of just consuming other content because more and more and more information is not going to help you get to your healthiest, happiest, most confident, intuitive eating self. 
at the end of the day, if you're not actually taking steps forward from what you're learning from all these resources, you're not going to get to where you want to be, right? This is something that I tell all of my one-on-one clients because when you're working with somebody one-on-one, when you're investing in them and they're investing their time and energy back into you, you really get to clear out all the clutter. You narrow it down to what you need to do to pursue just for your journey. When you're listening to all these things, they can give you general information, but you're not receiving the information that's individualized and is personal to you. If you don't have that support system or somebody saying, hey, I know what all this information is saying, but based on your history, based on your journey, your past and what you're telling me, here's how we need to move forward then you are wasting your time. You're wasting your resources, your energy that could be spent with family, your loved ones, your kids, your friends, whoever. And I think we can all agree that spinning our wheels and wasting our time, energy, and resources is not where we want to be. So narrow down your scope. And reach out to those people. If one of those people is me, reach out to me. Like I said, my DMs are always open. I would love to help you narrow your field of vision so you're not wasting your time and energy, but you're hearing what you need to hear. You're hearing what needs to move you forward and you're putting that into action. So that's the number one thing that's keeping you stuck. The number two thing that's keeping you stuck is very similar to having too much information. It stems from that. It's that you're being too in your head as opposed to in your body. You're overthinking and you're under feeling. You're jumping from one thing to the other to jam as much information as possible into your brain. You're thinking your way through all of this rather than feeling. We need to do a little bit of both. We need to think as well as feel. Because if you're too up in your head about it and you're not down in your body, you're not living your embodied experience, you're not actually checking in with yourself and learning how to do that. You're just learning information rather than asking questions like, hey body, how are you? How are you feeling today? What do you need? If you're learning all these things, but you're not giving yourself space to be in your body, you're going to should all over yourself and wonder why you're not moving forward. And you're going to view that from a really shameful lens. When you should all over yourself, you really impede your progress. And it's going to be super hard to move forward when you're stuck in the shoulds. So when I hear somebody shooting all over themselves, I say, hey, Let's take a second because it really sounds like you're trapped in a narrative of what diet culture has taught you or what all of this information has maybe portrayed to you. You're trapped and you're not down in your body. You're stuck in your head. So an example of shitting all over yourself can be something like, I should be further along by now, or I shouldn't be craving this food. I shouldn't be eating this much. I should have better control over this. And this has never, ever, ever helped anybody. Shooting all over yourself and being trapped up in your head saying, I should, I shouldn't, I can, I can't, all of these things are not helping you move forward. Because when you should all over yourself, when you insert whatever is making you feel not good enough, insufficient, guilty, or like you're not doing a good enough job, when you're kind of hacking at your sense of inferiority here, you're lowering your worth or your inability to do good enough or good, whatever that may mean for you. You're taking away from what's actually happening in the present moment, which is where the learning happens. I want you to do a little bit of reflection here. I want you to think back to a moment in time where you should all should it all over yourself. You may be thinking, you know, I should be doing it this way, or I shouldn't be doing that, or I shouldn't be craving this food or eating that much food, whatever it was that you were telling yourself in that moment. And ask yourself, what was genuinely and truly helpful? Did you come out of that moment learning anything about your body, learning about your cravings, how your body talks to you or that experience? Or did you exit that experience feeling guilt, shame, and all of the other emotions that are not helpful to you and are hurting your relationship with food? 
Because if your answer is the latter, if you're like Brit, I came out of that experience not feeling empowered, not feeling like I was competently able to listen to or nourish my body. Well, then maybe it was because you were shitting all over yourself. It's not a helpful practice. It's not something that's going to help you improve your relationship with food or your body image. Because when you're shitting all over yourself, when you're trapped in that narrative of how you think that moment is supposed to play out, or when you think you're supposed to be doing something different, you're trapped up in your headspace. You're in your head. You're thinking, you're obsessing, you're doing too much. You're not feeling what's actually going on inside your body. Something that is super important to moving your intuitive eating journey forward is to reconnect with how our bodies speak to us, what our bodies are saying, what our bodies need in each moment to feel nourished, to feel cared for, and also to feel safe. So maybe in that moment, instead of shutting yourself into the ground, you could reel that in for a couple of seconds. And this is something that you can maybe try the next time you hear those shoulds starting to enter your brain. You can say, okay, I feel a little bit of anxiety creeping up on me or like I should be doing something else. I know that's normal because the diet culture that I live in or how I've been viewing food or for however long it's been, it's taught me that I am supposed to think in this certain way or that it's supposed to look this certain way. But I know that may not be true for me in my body at this moment. So I'm going to reel it back in for a second and ask, how can I feel more in this moment instead of shoulding or saying it's supposed to be another way? Ask yourself, how can I better serve my body in this moment? How can I eat something that is going to be satisfying and enjoyable? And how can I move on afterwards? Because at the end of the day, food is not a moral issue. It's not something that we need to should all over ourselves for or make ourselves feel guilty because our journey does not look like somebody else's. So the next time that this happens to you when you're pulled into the reins of the shoulds and shouldn'ts, pull it back in normalize the feeling. It's normal that you feel this way, but reassure yourself that by thinking, 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 and obsessing over the moment of what you should and shouldn't be doing, it's taking away from the lesson that you need to learn in that moment. Because when you should, when you do all these things trapped up in your head, you walk away from that experience with guilt and shame. You don't walk away from the experience thinking, oh, how interesting. Now I know how I feel when I eat XYZ. Or I know how this food affects my performance. You don't learn any of that when you're trapped up in your head because you don't have the bandwidth to do all of this thinking and also all of this feeling. So lesson number two is to step away from the shoulds because they're not getting you to where you want to be in your intuitive eating journey. Thing number three or reason number three why you might not be moving forward in your intuitive eating journey is because you're giving yourself conditional permission. So what I mean by conditional permission is this kind of like half in, half out kind of permission with food where you're giving yourself permission to maybe eat some of the things that you used to be afraid of or that you used to have diet rules against, but you're not really giving yourself unconditional permission. You're giving yourself that conditional kind of fake permission. And I've had many conversations with my one-on-one clients where we're talking about this. And interestingly enough, this is the going trend. This is the theme that I see in many, many people as we enter into this journey, whatever that may look like for you. And we start off giving ourselves this conditional permission. And we think that it's unconditional permission, which is something that we talk a lot about in intuitive eating, is giving yourself that permission to eat any food that you have access to, that you enjoy, that you have available, and giving yourself unconditional permission to eat as much as you want and need to, so that you don't find yourself at a later point binging on that food or making up for what you want, but you didn't actually eat. 
So that's something we talk a lot about intuitive eating, but something that often happens is people enter this journey and then they give themselves looser reins than they've had before. They start to give themselves permission to eat some of the foods that they've been restricting or that they've been fearing or that they have rules around, but they do this with a little bit of trepidation. So they say, okay, I'm going to allow myself to eat some of this food and see how it goes. And then they do it. They see how it goes and maybe they enjoy themselves. Maybe they have fear or anxiety. Again, it looks different for everybody, but they give themselves some type of permission. But a couple weeks later, maybe a month or two later, they still feel strong urges to binge on certain foods. And sometimes they maybe do end up binging on certain foods. And it's like, why is this happening to me? And I say, well, remember what we talked about when it came to unconditional permission. Do you feel like you've been offering that to yourself? Or do you maybe feel this fear of that? Or is there a diet culture message that's stuck in the back of your head? Do you feel like that fear is only allowing you fake permission or conditional permission? Like you're allowed, but only to a certain point. Are you operating within this idea of moderation where this food is okay, but once I cross this line, it's no longer okay? Now, again, everybody's different. Everybody's journey is going to look different, but more often than not, if somebody's still having strong urges to binge on foods or they're feeling out of control around certain foods more often than not, they will answer that question of mine by saying, well, if I am being super honest with you, I feel like even though I've been giving myself some permission, I've been loosening up that white knuckle grip on those diet rules a bit day by day and week by week. I still feel like I'm restricting or mentally restricting myself or maybe eating some of the foods that I crave and enjoy, but I'm not eating them enough to enoughness or to my level of satisfaction that I actually feel I need to, to feel taken care of. And so here is a light bulb moment coming for you. If you are giving yourself conditional permission and you're still ending your days wanting a certain food that you're telling yourself, oh, I I shouldn't have too much of that or I shouldn't eat anymore, right? This kind of comes back to our shoulds conversation. If you're doing any of that, if any type of restriction is there and is saying, I can't have that or I shouldn't have that, if any of that is existing in your brain, You may be able to exist in this space for a certain amount of time and it may go okay for you just as we know that we can do it and we can do these restrictive things in our lives for a certain amount of time. But biology always wins. Our body will always end up getting what it needs in the amount that it needs. Because again, this is an issue of survival and of our body looking out for what's best for us. So if you keep doing this over and over and over, if you keep giving yourself this conditional permission instead of unconditional permission or full permission to eat the foods that you need to heal, to feel nourished, to feel good in your own body, then you are not going to move forward in this journey. You're going to stay stuck in the land of restriction and dieting and feeling guilty, even if you're not really truly dieting right now. The only way out is through. The only way out of this journey or continuing on this journey out of the restrictive and negative relationship with food is through the food. We cannot heal the relationship to food by shitting on ourselves or by thinking it needs to look a certain way or by further restricting ourselves. We can't do that. We can't. In the long run, it's only going to do you a disservice and make you feel more guilty about your food choices. And it's going to keep you stagnant in this negative relationship with food. To truly improve your relationship with food, you have to give yourself that permission. And I know it's scary. I know that it may feel out of control at first, but I promise you in the long run, it's going to help you have a relationship with food where you don't have to live with restriction, with this constant chatter in your head all of the time. You won't have to live with the shoulds. You don't have to live in this conditional fake permission because the longer that you are there, the longer you hover and you stagnate in that space, 
the longer you'll be stuck in this negative mentality toward food and diet culture and your version of restriction, whatever that may look like in your life. So bottom line, if you find yourself on this journey thinking, why am I still binging on certain foods? First of all, I want you to know that's normal depending on where you're at in your journey. But if you find that you're still obsessed with food and you're still thinking about it all the time, I really encourage you to ask yourself, one, am I eating enough? Two, am I eating regularly? Three, am I giving myself conditional permission where I need to be giving myself full permission? And four, can I take that step to give myself full permission? And maybe that's one food at a time so you can prove to yourself that, hey, I'm okay. I can survive when I eat more than I used to allow myself or when I eat more than I used to think was okay. Because when you can prove to yourself over and over again that food is allowed, that you're always going to feed your body, that you're not going to deprive food from your body, that's where the healing takes place. And that's where you begin to build trust with yourself and with food. There's no way around the food. You cannot go above the food. You have to go through the food. So that wraps up tip number three or reason number three why you might not be moving forward in your intuitive eating journey. And I hope this message met you well today. I hope this is what you needed to hear. I hope that some of these points really hit home for you. If any of them hit home for you and you found a lot of value and practical things in this episode, please, 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 the only way for this podcast to grow and reach more people who need to hear this message is from you. Yes, you who are listening right now, if you take this episode and you share it with at least one friend, one family member, whoever that might be, just share this episode with them so they can get the value that they need to move their intuitive eating journey forward, it really goes a long way. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can tap the three little dots in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen that will give you a shareable link. You can send that out via text, email, any other way. You can send messages to people who you care about. You can also take a screenshot of this podcast and upload it to your story or your feed on social media. If you do, be sure to tag me at The Food Freedom Life and let me know what you loved about this episode so I can keep awesome messages like this coming towards you. And last but not least, if you are stuck in your intuitive eating journey and you're looking for a place to start getting unstuck, to put the info that you have into practice and get personalized advice and action steps and accountability, my one-on-one coaching program is absolutely incredible and I am currently accepting clients for March. To schedule a call to see if the program is the right fit for you, go to www.brittanyallisonrd.com coaching and read what it's all about, what's included, and click the book now button to schedule a free no pressure call right now. Feel free to also DM me on Instagram and let me know that you're thinking about coaching and I can answer any questions that you have before we hop on a call. So again, thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next week.